Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson, and uh, I am the chief bottle washer and you know coffee maker. Welcome to National National Coffee Day, um, and I want I want to say that especially because um, our friend uh, Paul Swanson on a special diet, no caffeine. You know, there's there's other there's other pick me up drinks with no caffeine. But they're all terrible. <laughs> so I hope Paul was feeling better. Uh, I saw him um, out there posting a, a little bit this morning. I hope that he is feeling better. And uh, we'll be back in the fray soon enough. Uh, it's going, you know, it's going to be uh, an interesting program. There's so much going on. It, it's always been my, my contention that what the left is good at doing is setting fires. And what the right is really good at doing is going out and, you know, with a bucket brigade and trying to put out every single fire. Uh, instead of just putting down a fire line. Uh, you know you know how when they, uh, when firefighters have a fighter, uh, a fire and, and instead of trying to put out a whole bunch of fires, they just set a fire somewhere. So the left, so the, 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 the small fires get to that place where there's no fuel. And that's a way to stop some of the fire <clears throat> we don't do that we we run around with a bucket brigade trying to put out every single fire trying to put out all the fires um but, and so it did, so it seems like we are are always in a defensive mode and we're always chasing our tails that way and then we get really tired because the left doesn't have any problem with just running around setting fires and that's what it feels like now uh we're going to hit a lot of different areas um this morning and uh, it is, it, it is exactly, is exactly that. All right, uh, let's get let's get started. We're doing a Facebook Live. Uh, we're using um, my new LG V six six zero phone. Uh, I trust that the picture is good. I trust that the internet is good. I'm hoping that everything looks and sounds great, because that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that we look and sound great all the time. Well, I I, I look pretty good. But that's not what I'm talking about. All right, listen. Let's get started here. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you knew, um, but the uh, the military is looking to dishonorably discharge those in the military that refuse to you know take another take the COVID shot, um, which is interesting because you know that. Any of you that have been in the military know that you take about six thousand shots. They treat you like a pin, you know. They they strip you down to your skivvies and treat you like a pincushion, right? Um, especially if you're being deployed. So it, it, it's interesting that there are now uh, people in the military who have taken all the other vaccinations, all the other inoculations, all the other jabs that are deciding that one they don't want. I posted um, a few a few weeks ago that it, that I think it's extremely um, interesting that people aren't curious. You know, if if you thought I was a person who was just who would just go along with just whatever, and then suddenly I'm not doing that, why aren't you questioning me? Why aren't you asking me? So you have this whole culture of people in the military. That it's super important that everybody buys in. Right? 
take Hill 492. Well, I don't think we should take Hill 492. No, can't have any of that, right? Um, so it, it, it is incredibly important that everybody buys in. And now we have people who are willing to risk their career. They're willing to throw away all the time that they have input into the military. And we're not asking them questions. We know the military. As a matter of fact, this question was posed by Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville. Yes, and that's the same dude who was a coach of Auburn. Uh, you know, when I saw this, I went, Tommy Tuberville? Tuberville? That's it's a football dude. And sure enough, uh, Tommy Tuberville was the, is a retired football coach, uh, coached Auburn uh, University. Saw him coach. Uh, during the during the day long hearings in which President Biden's top military brass were testifying before a Senate Armed Services Committee uh, on the administration's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan that saw U.S. service members killed in action, thirteen and ten innocent Afghan c- c- civilians killed in that drone attack. Seven of those people were children. Um, and still, an unknown number of American citizens left behind. Um, the the number that we get is about a thousand. Uh, Senator Tuberville also, along with a fellow Senators Ted Cruz, Roger Marshall, and James Lankford, uh, introduced a measure earlier in September aimed at prohibiting the Department of Defense from doing, uh, doling out dishonorable discharges to those that chose to remain, I'm going to say, it's going to say, it's just unvaccinated, but they're not. They're vaccinated against everything else. They just haven't taken COVID-19 jab. Uh, and the military is setting to, setting to kick those people out. Why? Because if you kick, the, kick a few out and they get dishonorably discharged, they don't get VA benefits, uh, any, any of the VA benefits, like VA loans for homes and, 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 you know, medical care and all that stuff that comes with um, being uh, a veteran. They don't get any of that. So all their time in I mean, they don't get the VI bill, they don't get to go to school, all that stuff, they they lose. They lose, right? With a dishonorable discharge. <clears throat> so, Representative Mark Green from Tennessee, a combat veteran himself, introduced a similar measure that was approved by the House Armed Services Committee with unanimous supports, even from the Democratic colleagues. Biden administration, however, um, as, uh, as previously uh, said it is strongly opposes such provisions for unvaccinated service members and that Green's proposal would detract from the readiness and the limit to uh, the commander's options and limit the commander's options enforcing uh, good order and discipline within the service member fails to obey a lawful order to receive vaccination. So there is an interesting thing here. When you join the military, you basically give up yourself. That's the whole point. That's why we care about veterans, because they've decided to give themselves up. I understand that, but I want to ask the question. If you're if you're a, a service member and you've taken, and again, if you're a service member and you're listening or watching the show, um, either watching it on Facebook or wherever you see the video, and um, or listening on, as a podcast, I want to know. You've taken all the you've taken everything else. You've been treated like a pincushion. 
Why not this one? I'm asking you the question. And if you're willing to come on the program, if you're willing to um, not have your face shown, or or I can disguise your voice, I, I, I can be every bit, of, every bit of James O'Keefe as you'd like, explain to me why people aren't taking the shot. Why they aren't taking this one. They, take, they, they took all the rest of them. They took the malaria and, and, and blah, blah, blah. They took all of them. You don't even know what you, you know, you don't half, most people don't know half what they take, you know, of what they've taken. Why not this one? I'm asking you the question and giving you the platform right here on the Morning Report on Fightback Media. All right, um, speaking of military, I'm going to stay in that vein for a little bit. We all know that General Mark, uh, Mark Miley um, is, is a traitor now. They, what they're saying is that his excuse me his communication with with China was routine. That is often that high you know high ranking military officials from from these countries communicate, uh, and that may be true. But what they say is often traitorous. I think uh, it, it it makes sense that they would communicate. It would make sense that um, Miley would communicate with someone of of equal rank in, you know, in the Chinese military. Uh, that way, you know, if there were things going on, nothing would be misunderstood. So if there was um, exercises going on uh, with Korea, you would just say, hey, listen, these are just exercises going on with Korea. That's all they are. And, and we're going to stay within blah, 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 blah. Don't get stupid. I I I can I, I can kind of see that, but when you say to a Chinese military officials, if we are going to attack you, I will tell you first. You will have you will have warning. That's where it crosses the line. That's where it moves from uh, loyalty to country to loyalty to agency and position. Mark Miley doesn't believe that. And I truly believe he doesn't believe that. So he's he's going to be the most surprised dude in the room when he's swinging from the rope. But during his opening statements in front, and that was all free, um, during his opening statements in front of the Senate Armed Service Committee Tuesday, uh, General Mark Miley denied inappropriate phone calls. Like I said, he denied all this. And he wanted to reassure Americans that he is dedicated to civilian control of the military. He may be, but he wasn't dedicated to Trump control of the military. We're just parsing words. You know, I you know I'm in you know I'm in favor of civilian civilian control of the military. Not this dude over here, though. This guy here, no. You don't get to do that. General Miley, you don't, and and the, and the fact of the matter is that you know you don't get to do that. You don't. You know you don't get to do that. Uh, here's what he says: I'm specifically direct. I, I am specifically directed to communicate with the Chinese. The these military to military communications at the highest level are critical to the security of the United States. Miley said, "My loyalty to this nation is people, and the Constitution hasn't hasn't changed and will never change." 
as long as I have breath to give. My loyalty is absolute, and I will not turn my back on the fallen. I firmly believe in civilian control of the military, he continued. Mali also stressed that he, that he does not believe President Donald Trump planned to attack the Chinese in the final days of his presidency. Kind of, he kind of said that he did. Now we're back to the very same question. Were you lying then, or are you lying now? Because you're certainly lying. <laughs> what what General Miley is trying to do is that General Miley understands that the Uniform Code of Military Justice is looking at his actions, and he's not just going to be fired or allowed to, like I said, be, like I've said a million times, go and be a um, you know a, a a military consultant on on CNN or MSNBC. No, no, no. His next step is in front of a um, court martial. A court-martial for treason, high treason, punishable by death. So General Miley knows that in the back of his head. He knows that. He's doing everything to save himself from that. It isn't just he's, he's not going to be able to get a, VO, a VA loan or a, you know what, or, 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 or attend school. That's not what he's afraid, he, he's afraid of. He's afraid of swinging from the rope. Also in his remarks, Miley addressed a phone call from your girl, Nancy Pelosi. On January 8th, two days after the January 6th riot at the Capitol, which she pressed him about the process to launch a nuclear weapon. Now, here's what the left was pushing. In order to stay in office, Trump would start a, start a war with China. Now this is interesting because for four years Trump didn't start a war with anybody. George Bush did. So did Barack Obama. So did Bill Clinton. But the only dude in the past 30 years who did not start a war open a front with another nation was Donald freaking Trump. And, again, you could like the dude, you could hate the dude, or, or but you know what? You can have your own opinions, but you can't have your own facts, right? The only guy that didn't start a war with somebody, or continue a war, or advance a war, or open up another front of war, where we sent off, you know, our, our young treasure to die on some foreign battlefield over some BS was Donald Trump. He was the guy who was supposed to start World War III. He was the guy who, who was supposed to tank the economy. N neither of those things, neither of those things happened. Neither of those things happened. I mean, I, it isn't like there were little things. They would have been huge things. One could have really spelled the end of the planet and everybody on it. To worry, you don't really have to worry much about climate change if you've got a nuclear winter. Climate change moves to the back burner, right? He says this, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, called me to inquire about the President's ability to launch nuclear weapons. 
I sought to assure her that nuclear, that nuclear launch is governed by a very specific and deliberate process. She was concerned and made various personal references characterizing the president. She was trying to say that he was mad, he was crazy. Because she wanted to get, she wanted to move forward with the this whole narrative that the the button and, and we hear this all and we hear this all the time that the button is like the bat phone on Commissioner Gordon's desk that you just lift up the 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 cake dish and press the button, which is not how it works, does it? Truth, context, details. He said, I explained to her the president is the sole nuclear launch authority and he doesn't launch them alone and I am not qualified to to determine the mental health of the president of the United States, Miley said. These are processes, protocols, and procedures in place and I repeatedly assured her that there was no chance of an illegal, unauthorized, or accidental launch. Fucking so be sitting on his desk going, Oh, I need to get my hair done. Oh, Oops. That's not going to happen. Can't happen. Doesn't happen by accident. It's not some movie. Um, by presidential directive. The Secretary of Defense, the um, director of the chairman, is part of the process and in, to ensure the president is fully informed. When determining the use of the world's deadliest weapons, by law, I am, I'm not in the chain of command, and I know that. However, by presidential directive and DOD instruction, I am in the chain of communication to fulfill my legal statutory role as the president's primary military advisor. Miley said after the call from Pelosi, he convened a meeting with his staff to go through the processes and procedures. He also told Acting Secretary of Defense Mark Miller about Pelosi's call. At no time was I trying to change or influence, process, usurped authority, or insert myself into the chain of command, Miley said. Miley's trying to save his ass. General Miley, I believe either, either you were lying when you were talking to Bob Woodward in the book, because you want to look more macho or some BS like that. Put continue to push the anti-Trump narrative. Because a lot of you just can't resist doing that. And you pushed it so far and now it's backing up like a toilet on you. So much in fact you had to throw Nancy Pelosi under the bus. You had to pull that witch in. Amazing. Absolutely. freaking Absolutely amazing. Don't you think? <clears throat> um, how many people are surprised that it didn't take long, not very long at all, for the Taliban to move Afghanistan back to the 4th century? I, I mean, are you surprised? I mean, seriously. Anybody surprised that it didn't take very long Um for um, the Taliban to take Afghanistan, which was teetering on the edge of <laughs> of this to start with, back to the 4th century. 
I mean, just didn't, didn't take, it's been nearly a month since the Biden administration's disastrous and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan was completed. And he pulled up stakes and abandoned American citizens and our Afghan allies behind the, behind the face of the Taliban, ISIS-K, and al-Qaeda terrorists. As a result, uh, it, is an un, and it is unsurprising to anyone who's been following the situation at all, even a little bit. Uh, the reconstituted Taliban government is behaving exactly as one would expect the Taliban to act, despite their promises of being supposedly new, an unproved gang of, of, of intolerant thugs. The Taliban has recently warned that, the, uh, that their barbaric justice system would return, though they claim they haven't decided whether they'll resume public executions and amputations in venues such as Kabul's Ghazi Stadium. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Well, I don't know. Public executions? Well, that sounds like fun. Let's see if we could get like a pay-per-view thing, raise a little cash. There's an audience for that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, along with the threat of strict punishment comes, of course, the rules, which will be enforced with violence. But they're not just laws. It's a strict code meant to inflict an ancient way of life devoid of individual freedom. Now, we reported a few days ago that one of the first things that happened on that following Monday after our withdrawal is that, that women were told not to report to work and girls were, report, were told not to report to school. So where's the National Organization of Women? Where's all these Me Too people? Where are all these feminists? Where, all, where, 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 are, where are they? You're going to get on a plane and go to Afghanistan and wave your little, sti- little skinny size zero fingers at the Taliban? No, you're not because you're a freaking coward. Because you know that they would take you and you would chop your head off. Or they would make you, or even worse, they'd make you a sex life. That's why you're not doing it. At Kabul University, the new Taliban Taliban chancellor has banned women from attending classes or pursuing higher education. As long as a real Islamic environment is not provided for all, women will not be allowed to come to universities or work. He said, Islam first, and apparently equal rights for women at some later point to be determined never. Are you kidding me? So they're back in the all black and they're back home. Hmm. Harkening back to the time the Taliban had, had a stranglehold of Afghanistan in the, in the 1990s, the ban on women in universities is just part of their previous code that prohibited women from working, leaving the, leaving the house without their husband or a male relative. The mandated burqas to be warned to hide women in plain sight, the punishment for these infractions would be violent beatings. If you they take you out there and they would flog you in this, you know, in the town square to make sure those other women knew that this is how this works. This is how this works. Also brought back for the first time since the 1990s are the shaving bans in several Afghanistan provinces, also part of the Taliban's strict enforcement of Sharia law. Okay, so... Okay, so they can't shave. So you got to keep them. You got to keep the beard. You got to keep all that stuff. So a lot of that is to continue to... What? Do what? 
to conceal, right? It's to conceal and to keep control. And you'll be punished. Barbers and others in Helmand, Tekar, and Baklan provinces were forbidden by the Taliban Department of Vice and Virtue from shaving or trimming beards too short this week, according to the Taliban. If anyone violates the rule, they will be punished. And no one has right to complain. One shop owner who talked to the Associated Press said, I'm, I'm heartbroken over the ban on shaving. This is the city and everybody follows a way of living so they have to be left alone to do what they want. Over the weekend, the Taliban killed and hanged four men in the, in the city of Harat, including one from a, including one from a crane in the um, city square and three others at points in the city. According to the Taliban, the men took part in a kidnapping and were killed by police before being strung, strung up around the city. And what they did was they took these, these, these this crane and they paraded these dudes hung by the neck through the city. If that ain't some 4th century stuff, I don't know what is. All this takes place in the backdrop of the Biden administration in denial about the Taliban's past and current behavior. Biden and other officials have called the Taliban businesslike and professional. Our country's leaders thanked the Taliban on our way out of Afghanistan for allegedly allowing safe passage for Americans and Afghan allies to the airport in Kabul before the airlift ended. Except that wasn't true either. One of the best things that's happening, I think, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. One of the best things that's happening is that when the lies come out, the truth is right behind it. So if you wait a second for the lie to pass and look up a little bit, look over, there's the truth right there. The truth is right there. And that's exciting. And that's super exciting that that's happening. Um, so again, that's what happened. That's what, if you're wondering why we haven't been talking, why they haven't been talking about Afghanistan. What happened, what happened in Afghanistan? Well, Afghanistan has reverted back to the 4th century. The Taliban is in charge. What did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? The same thing that always happens when people who are dipped in the 4th century are in charge of something. When they use the most violent of, of methods to gain and keep control. What did you think was going to happen? Hey, listen... All you woke Hollywood types, I want to see you on TikTok and I want to see you on on Instagram and I want to see you on Snapchat making videos, waving your fingers at the Taliban. Go ahead. I want to see it. I want to see you doing that. But you're not going to because you're all cowards. All right. You know, one of the things that I find also interesting there we go. Uh, one of the things I also find interesting is that there is vaccine mandate pushback from areas that I didn't think there'd be vaccine uh, mandate pushback. And one of them is the woke NBA. 
there isn't a more socially conscious uh, professional basketball, I mean, a professional sports league um, than the National Basketball Association. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of y'all are, are, are pissed about the kneeling in the um, National Football League, although it's, it's still a, 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 a small minority of players that decided to do that. Uh, and now, from what I understand, nobody's doing that. They're playing the national anthem, and some players are coming out, and, and basically everybody went back to what they were doing, picking their butt, picking their nose. Um, some people standing there, some some players standing there like they're in third grade again. Other players with their helmets in their hands. Some players with their helmets on. Uh, again, picking their butt, picking their nose, just like just like before. You may catch somebody sitting down. You know what's happening in the stands? People are getting beer. People are getting hot dogs. People are spending forty fourteen dollars on on that you know you know what and on a for for small nachos. They're they're at the concession stands, they're at the beer stands while the national anthem is playing. They're not standing there in the in the stands with their hands dutifully over their heart. They're not. And they never were. But the NBA, however, has hated you for a long time. But because the NBA is simply not that popular a league anymore, it, I mean, with the the exit of people like um, Michael Jordan and, you know, and, and the Chicago Bulls and all that stuff, it's just not as popular as it was before. It's become more woke, but it's come, but, but it's more woke in disguise and cognito. But multiple players... Uh, NBA players, Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac, Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving, uh, Golden State Warrior forward Andrew Wiggins, and Washington Wizards uh, Bradley Beal. The Wizards, they used to be the Bullets, <laughs> uh, are among the league's unvaccinated players who have all expressed that, that, that their decision about whether to get vaccinated against COVID-19 should be personal choice. Now, before, before I, I, I go through the rest of the article, um, what we have to understand is that all these professional sports players, all these all these people who are in, these athletes, their bodies are their business. Their companies, their corporations, all revolve around their bodies. And I don't think we realize that. I think a lot of people think that they think that the that, you know the. The team they work on is their, you know, they work for their business. No, it's their own personal bodies. It is the, it is the perfect case for saying, I own me. I own me. Because that's their business, right? That's what gets them in their profession. That's what pay, their body is what pays their bills. It's what keeps them from being homeless. It's what keeps them, um, in a car, it can, it, you know, that's what the deal is, right? So I understand that. So so it makes perfect sense for them to say, no, 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 this is not only a personal choice, it's a business choice. So this comes after um, an article last week in the Rolling Stone claimed that Isaac, or Irving, and Wiggins are anti-vaxxers. Because this is, this is what they wanted to label you with. They want to put that label on you. You're an anti-vaxxer. Uh, for looking not to get inoculated. Uh, Beal spoke on his vaccination status a few days uh, after the piece was published. Isaac, 
who has natural immunity, slammed um, the article during the Magic's Media Day and dispelled assertions detailed that he alleged that he chose not to get vaccinated based on information from studying the black history or watching old press conferences uh, featuring Donald Trump. That's not what happened. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-medicine. I'm not anti-science, Isaac said during a press conference Monday. I didn't come to my current stance by studying black history or watching Donald Trump press conferences. I have nothing but the utmost respect for every healthcare worker and person in Orlando and across the world that have worked tirelessly to keep us safe. My mom has worked in healthcare for a really long time. I thank God and I am grateful that I live in a society where vaccines are possible and, and we can protect ourselves and we can have the means to protect ourselves. That sounds almost too reasonable for somebody who is a young person in the woke NBA. But I'm going to tell you, that's us too. That's me too. And that's you too. And you over there. That's a lot of us. We are not anti-vax. We are, because a lot of people, especially my age, have our star already. And we put stars on our children, too. We're not anti-medicine. Jeez. I, I, I thought I was going to be able to, and I forgot, the handful of medicine that I take every, every, every day. Nine pills every freaking day. I'm not anti-medicine. Yeah, I am not anti-science. You know, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't, we, we've not decided not to do this because of Tuskegee. Some have, not everybody. Not everybody has decided, not every black has decided that they're not doing it because of Donald Trump. They did their own research. And it isn't that that they hate doctors, they hate nurses, or they hate medicine, or or they hate big pharma. It's the box that the left and the leftist media and the Democrats, they want to put you in. Because they want to make sure that that box is uncomfortable for you. So when you have uh, people like Kareem Abdul-Jablunt. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Um, saying that shame on you, blah, 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 trying to put you in a box. Yeah, you know what? Fire up another one, Kareem. Yeah, sit, sit over there. Like Wendy Williams said, have, have several seats. Isaac went on to say that each... Individual should be able to make the decision that is best for them about whether or not they get the shot. It's very, very simple. But with that being said, it is my belief that the vaccine status of every person should be their own choice. Completely up to them without bullying, without being pressured, without being forced into doing so. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm uncomfortable with taking the vaccine at this time. It continue. We're all different. We we all come from different places. We've all had different experiences, and we all hold dear different beliefs. And <clears throat> what it is you do with your body when it comes to putting medicine in there should be your choice, free of the ridicule and opinions of others. This sounds almost too reasonable for a young person who is in the woke NBA. He, like a lot of us, have had COVID. 
he understands because I don't know maybe, maybe this maybe this dude paid attention in eighth grade biology or tenth grade biology that he has some natural immunity. He does. Yes, and you're going to come at me and tell me that you know well that's going to, not not going to be enough. Isaac has developed a reputation as a deeply religious person who goes against what is considered to be popular in the NBA community. He notably stood during the national anthem in, in, in the NBA bubble at the end of the 2020 season while most of his fellow players kneeled in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. I'll tell you, the NBA is the most woke. This guy decided, nah, I'll go ahead and stand. Irving was not able to uh, physically show up to media day due due to um, New York Mayor uh, New York City Mayor De Blasio's executive order that requires athletes in the city to show proof of vaccination. Has not directly confirmed his vaccination status, but he did say that he wished to keep his medical information private. Wiggins, like Urban's, would not disclose his vaccination status at at the, his team's media day Monday and insisted. He insisted told reporters that it's none of your business whether or not he's received his shots. Why are you guys where I've had to explain what I believe or what's right or what's wrong in my mind? They're two diff- we are two differently different people. Why you think it's not what I think? What I think is not what you think. The previously denied Wiggins religious exemption uh, from getting the vaccine, as Town Hall reported, all Warriors must be vaccinated in order to play in their home arena because of the city of San Francisco Riverside requires every, everyone 12 and up to get the shot if they want to enter. Additionally, the city does not allow religious or medical exemptions. So San Francisco doesn't allow religious or medical exemptions. So if your doctor, your personal doctor says, you shouldn't get this because I don't know, you may be allergic to something in this and no you know the the bureaucrats and the politicians say screw that we don't care if you're allergic we don't care if you die we don't care if you have a reaction we don't care if uh, you know what if you if your heart stops we don't care take the jab if you want to work if you want to work here it's crazy isn't it So some of these players can't work in their home stadium. They can't play in their home stadium. They only play in away games in cities where they don't have to be vaccinated. Beal had to miss out on the Tokyo Olympics this summer after being infected with uh, with Rona, but still remains unvaccinated. The Warriors media day, um, the 28-year-old guard says he is still considering getting the vaccine, but that he has not yet received the shot and doesn't think that anyone should be forced to get it. It's a personal choice between everybody. A hundred percent, I understand both sides of it. Uh, Beal said, I understand that there is a percentage of people who can, who can get very sick. I didn't get sick. I didn't get sick at all. I lost my smell. But that was for, for me. Everybody is going to react different. Everyone is going to take it differently. And while 90% of the NBA players have already been vaccinated... Many, many who already received their shots still believe the decision on whether or not to get vaccinated should be left up to each individual. Even in the woke NBA. Even in the woke NBA. 
And this is what the left hates, because the woke NBA has influence with the woke population. The woke NBA has influence in the woke population, more so than I do, more so than you do. They're not following us. They're following themselves. And what we have to, what you and I have to be excited about, and I'm excited as you can tell, is that we're not alone. Other people are getting it. Even people that we don't agree with on everything are starting to say, this really should be a personal choice. And it is disturbing when the President of the United States says, this is not about freedom or liberty. But it's, it is our personal choice. It is so about freedom and liberty and personal choice. That's exactly what it's about. Holy Jesus. Anyway. Of course, Los Angeles Lakers forward uh, LeBron James, arguably the league's best player. Well, he's the most popular player. Um, has been vaccinated, but did not admit that he was hesitant at first. He also, he also pointed out that he believes that every, every individual should decide for themselves. Even LeBron. That doesn't make me it doesn't make me a LeBron James fan by any of the imagination, but even LeBron. He says this. I think everyone has has their own choice to do what what they feel is right for themselves and their families, things of nature, James said at a Laker at Lakers Media Day. I know that I was very skeptical about it, but after doing my research and things and things of that nature, I felt like it was the best I, it was best suited for me, not only for me but my family, my friends. And that's why I decided to do it. Yeah. Okay. No hate for, no hate for you, bro. Not about that anyway. A, a bunch of other stuff, but not not that. All right. So there are. It's exciting. There are advocates in other places. That is a, that is super exciting. There are advocates in in other places. Let's do the last story. Last story is your president, your vice president, Kamala Harris, said during a, a speech in, 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 on Tuesday that the new election integrity laws in Texas are inhumane. Forcing. Forcing people to have an ID when they're both. So we know who the hell they are. Why would you do that? It's their personal choice not to... Wait. It's their... Personal choice. Anyway, we've got to do something about putting teeth back in the voter, uh, back back in the voter, the Voting Rights Act, right? But we also need to deal with the fact that we need to have some national standards. Um, she said, "National standards? No, it was never intended to be like that." Um, while speaking at an event at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia, to mark the National Voter Registration Day. So states like Texas, Georgia's can't just go on and say it's inhumane. You, you can't give food and water to people in lines. Like somehow that these people, I mean, this is not like when Mary and Joseph had to go back to Bethlehem for the census. And they were standing in line, and it was illegal to give them food and water. As a matter of fact, this is one of the lies. This is what they do. This is the hyperbole and the BS. It is not illegal to give anybody food or water. It's not. But every but 
these places have, you know what, you can't be doing any electioneering while these people while people are in line to vote. You can't be walking them down the line, um, giving them a, a, a water bottle that says vote Democrat on it. You can't do that. That's electioneering and it can't be done. At our voting establishment where I vote, um, which is I vote at the Supervisor Elections Office, uh, there's electioneering going on about uh, 110 feet away in the parking lot. People are calling out to you. They're, you know, they're giving away food. They're doing all this stuff, and that's fine. It's like it's like a world damn it's like a world damn world bazaar out there. The only thing they don't have is clowns and and Ferris wheels, and that's okay. But while you're standing in line, no one can be within a hundred feet of you electioneering, trying to influence you that last moment or intimidate you that last moment. And that's a good thing. And that's all that's happening in Texas and Georgia and Florida. Harris. Who's President Joe Biden put in charge? Who President Joe Biden put in charge of the administration's push to make voting easier? Told the audience that the right to vote is being threatened, and that there are laws that are being passed to make it more difficult to vote. There are no laws that are making it more difficult. There are no laws that say you have to be able to pass a test, but Lord knows there probably should be. There are no laws that say that you have to pass a test. There are no laws that say that you have to come up with a bunch of money. There are no poll taxes. There, None of that's happening. It's just not happening. I know that people are talking about it. I know that there are people on MSLSD who are talking about it. I know there are people on, on CNN who are talking about it. That I have relatives who believe that it's happening. I do. However... It's not happening. Uh, Governor, uh, Georgia Governor um, Brian Kemp signed uh, a bill in March that includes an expanding early, expanding early voting, requiring identification for absentee balance, and prohibiting people from handing out food and water for those waiting in line. What did I say? In line. There's water, food and water out there. And it's like these people have walked hundreds of miles and are desperate. And, and, and if they don't get food and water, they're going to die and not be able to vote. That's not happening. They just don't want electioneering while people are, electioneering while people are in line. Earlier this month, um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed legislation that expands voting hours, increasing voters' access to registered voters, needing assistance, bans drive-through voting. Drive-through voting was a COVID thing. Rahm Emanuel. Remember this, Rahm Emanuel? Don't let a crisis go to waste. It gives you an opportunity to do things that you couldn't do before. COVID was a crisis. Use it. Use Suck every drop uh, out of COVID if you can to change stuff. California has decided that it is, its mail-in ballot thing is now permanent. Remember that that, that was a COVID thing. It didn't exist before. Mail-in ballots are not absentee ballots. Stop it. When you comment there, don't don't come at me with mail-in ballots. It's just absentee ballot. It's not. It isn't. Mail-in, mail-in balance is that everybody who's a registered voter 
gets a ballot mailed to their home. And if you don't think that that, that would breed corruption, you're, you're, you're a special kind of stupid, aren't you? Um, Biden has previously called the GOP-backed bill election bills Jim Crow on steroids. You know what's Jim Crow on steroids? Not being able to go into a gym or a restaurant in New York because you haven't taken a, a shot. And a bunch of white people have taken the shot. And they know that. So now, yesterday, they're coming up with all sorts of, yes, we're getting black people inoculated faster than ever. Because they have to, because, because they've been found out. All right, folks, listen. Thank you ever, ever so much. Uh, I'm going to put in on the Facebook thing uh, links to our, uh, the, the people that we support, that we support. Uh, and we want you to support them too. If you want to support uh, the channel here on uh, the Morning Report here on Facebook and on, on YouTube, that's the thing. Uh, all you have to do this for me. Go to thewaterbottle.com, order a bunch of stuff, get a 10% discount by put, using the promo code Willie10, W-I-L-L-I-E-1-0. Get 10% off everything in your car, in your cart. Water bottles, uh, they have uh, ice things or, or things that you can cool cool down so you can put on your elbow or your shoulder or your back or whatever. Pillows, you know, both sides are as cool as the other side of the pillow. Uh, <laughs> the entire pillow is as cool as the other side of the pillow, just like me. Uh, go ahead and do that, and, and we get a little, a little affiliate fee, and um, that helps us stay on the air, that helps us... Make sure that our videos look good and sound good, and that helps us help you. All right, so until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now.